Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you so much for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I love when I have the opportunity to meet interesting people who are making an impact for the kingdom of God. With me today is Jason Bettler, the founder and director of The Nation's Hope. He is an evangelist and pastor, and he has had the privilege of working uh, very closely with Reinhard Bonnke. And uh, whenever I found out on Saturday, uh, December 7th, that Reinhardt has graduated to be with Jesus, he took his last breaths here on earth and his first breaths in heaven, um, I, I just reached out to Jason and, and gave my condolences. And then I, I thought I would love to share the story that Jason shared with me um, whenever he was with me on Real Life about his experience with Reinhardt Bonnke. So, Jason Bettler, thank you so much for allowing me to join you along your way. Yeah. Well, thank you, John, for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, Jason, when you were when you were with me uh, on the after the real life episode that you were you were a guest on the program, mm. you told me a story about your time with uh, with Evangelist Bonky, and um, in way to to honor him, I I was blown away by your story of how God brought you along the path, along your path to work with Reinhardt. And uh, would you please share that with us? Yeah, sure. Um, Now, I'm from your area of southwest Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. um, And I have been a new believer um, for probably a year or so. And I saw an interview with Reinhardt Bonnke on uh, Cornerstone Television. And at that time, it sounds ridiculous, but his, the crowds that were coming to hear the gospel, hear the, the, the preaching of the gospel and his campaigns in Africa are around 350,000 people small. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> but some, the Lord used that interview to, to do something in me. And I remember I was watching it. It was after midnight and something clicked inside of me. I said, Lord, that is the real thing. That is where I want to be. It didn't come wholeheartedly from me. I just wholeheartedly agreed with it. Um, and then some years passed, and I forgot all about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is how sometimes the Lord just grabs hold of us, and we don't know until later uh, how this comes to pass, but he gets all the glory for this. I did not bring it to pass. Um, I relocated to Orlando, Florida area, make a long story short. So did his headquarters in the U S and I became friends with somebody there who needed a roommate. And eventually evangelist Bonky had something happen in his ministry that prompted him to move and relocate to Orlando himself. So with that, bring the, the ends of the story together. I ended up becoming his personal assistant through all of that. So the Lord speaks, the Lord guides, and he connects. Yeah. Yeah, I I find that amazing that God brought you to Florida, and Reinhardt's ministry was not there. No. Then his headquarters gets moved there, and then he himself gets, uh, you know, transplants there. And mm-hmm. God... God literally sends you to the place where he's calling somebody else that if you would have tried to plan it, it would have been totally impossible. Yeah. That's what it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. 
So you yeah. got you got to be his assistant for how many years? Now I was with him not long enough. It was two years. Yeah. However, it was a time in his ministry where he doubled the harvest. In other mm-hmm. words, they doubled the effort and number of crusades that they were doing on a yearly basis. Uh, therefore, that means I was rarely ever at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but there, also during that time, I met my wife and uh, so many things happened. It was about probably eight years of activity within those two years. <laughs> That's often the it case like when that. you're in ministry. Yeah, he, he that that man moved with the Holy Spirit, and he kept moving. Mm. And I think that's one of the great secrets to his ministry is that he was always moving. It's his passion for souls, as you have mentioned in the opening. It it drove him. It compelled him. Yeah, totally. So what were some of the outreaches that you did, or the crusades, the campaigns that you did with him? Uh, these are uh, Christ for All Nations, the ministry he founded. They, they they plan and prepare. Of course, when you have so many hundreds of thousands of people coming, uh, they set their schedule and they stick to it and do such a, a fantastic job still. Um, and so there is we were mainly focused on in Nigeria at that mm-hmm. time. And so we were there 10 or 11 times every year and wow. seeing hundreds and thousands of people, sometimes more than a million decision cards, people who make a a, uh, a yes type of decision for Jesus, filling out a decision card. We see more than a million of those in a week campaign, a five-day campaign. Uh, so it was, it was just amazing, just amazing. And the miracles that... The miracles that would would take place, uh, I had never really seen the miraculous touch of Jesus in such a way before <laughs> in my life, and that greatly impacted me. Yeah. Now, I, I want to back up a little bit and explain to some people that don't know who Evangelist Bonke was. Um, mm-hmm. My first interaction with finding out about him, I, I believe, was on TV. I saw something about him preaching with his German accent. Um, but then when I was with Youth with a Mission uh, in Pittsburgh, we had a poster of one of his crusades where there was a million people in the audience. And just the, the sea of faces that were in this poster is something that I'll never forget. And when when I asked somebody there, oh, who is this? Who's who's uh, Christ for All Nations? Who's this Reinhardt guy? And um, it, it was basically explained to me that... Um, in the United States, we say, you know, Billy Graham is the is the big is the big guy. Everybody knows who Billy Graham is. Well, in other parts of the world, you say Billy Graham, and they're like, "Who's that?" And um, they'll say, "Oh, that's America's Reinhardt Bonnke." And mm-hmm. um, just this man has made such an impact. Could you could you just tell a little bit about his history and how he got into ministry? Sure. Yeah. He. Um... Now, Evangelist Bonke, he was born uh, just a bit before the Second World War. So his time in uh, his childhood, his, his memories of, of living in camps and all that, all that involved there. In fact, there was a time when they didn't even know where his father was. Mm-hmm. You know, and he remembers some of those things or he remembered some of those things. He would often talk about that. 
his father was a pastor and uh, the Holy Spirit had wiggled his way into the Bonke family and uh, which prompted him to want to be trained as a minister in Wales, England. And the Lord just used some amazing circumstances there. And if your viewers, listeners uh, ever want to uh, just dig down, maybe Google search, you know, uh, YouTube, Reinhard Bonnke, George Jeffries, because there was an intersection there. George Jeffries was a man who shook England with the power of God for a brief time. But as Evangelist Bonnke was graduating, he often told the story that he was when he was leaving Wales, leaving England, he was bus hopping on his way home before catching uh, the last transport to Germany home. And uh, the bus he was on stopped in front of the street where George Jeffries lived. And so he was he thought, is this the man, George Jeffries, who moved powerfully in, in England and Evangelist Bonke tells us so much better than I ever could. So yeah. please look it up. It's, it's much more entertaining. And um, But in effect, the woman who answered the door said, no, he's not here. Go away. But George Jeffries was inside and said, let him in. And Evangelist Bonke came in and said, I'm, 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 I'm Reinhard Bonke. I'm a nobody, pretty much. And George Jeffries grabbed him by the hand. They fell to the floor and he blessed Reinhard Bonnke there, and he felt that day he caught a mantle. Hmm. Not only that, when he arrived home in Germany, roughly one day later, his father met him and said, did you hear what happened to George Jeffries? He has died. How many, how long? Within 24 hours. Oh my gosh. So this, so he, he knew at that point that he had caught a mantle and he started from that point. Just uh, he was he was becoming a missionary to Africa, and so he he found a wife, and they moved to Lesotho, which is a small small country in what was at that time apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he began to work as a missionary there. Um, now he had a hard time just uh, working the little project that his denomination had sent him to do there. His faith started to grow. His love for the people uh, of Lesotho for South Africa started to grow. And now you have a white German man and his young family ministering to the Africans during a time of apartheid. And his hunger is growing and he is ministering to the Africans. And you can imagine just some of the the strain that will put on on him, his family, the ministry, um, the resources, everything at that time. And yet he pushed through, he kept preaching through, and I I feel that his heart was was growing through all of this, you know, and uh, and, I, and I mentioned that because I, I know that, you know, in our world today, we, we look so, uh, we turn so quickly to look for the quick fix. We have so many digital platforms now to become famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we don't realize how much heart formation goes into into ministry, and especially that type of ministry. Yeah. Um, kind of, I'll, I'll come back to the story in a moment. But I know that Evangelist Bonke, when he'd be on the platform preaching to hundreds of thousands, eight hundred thousand people, let's say, 
he was sitting down beside me on the platform. There's 800,000 people in front of us. Or we get into the car and immediately after a meeting, there have been healings, there have been salvations, amazing. God, God just moving in amazing ways. And he would sit and just be so relaxed, but so full of compassion for the people. And he would say, they know that I love them. Hmm. They know that I love them. And it would just it would move him so much. You know, and and I that really I believe is a secret to his one of the secrets to his ministry, that and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he really did love the African people. He didn't even have to try to do it; hmm. it came naturally to him uh, because of those years in Lesotho. Um, eventually, his missions organization. And Lesotho turned into an evangelistic organization, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he moved to to, Cape, to Johannesburg and into Cape Town, um, and just continued. And uh, the, the one thing that really um, shifted his ministry is that, again, he would tell the story so much better than I could. But he had a dream one night of the blood of Jesus washing the continent of Africa. Hmm. moving from Cape Town in the south all the way to Cairo in the north. And that dream he had once, twice, and after the fourth time he told his wife, Annie, I think God is trying to tell me something. <laughs> and he, he just started, it's like, yeah, it's from Cape Town to Cairo. Hmm. And he started to uh, repeat to his friends, Africa shall be saved. Africa shall be saved. And at that time, I just let your listeners know that, you know, this sounded crazy. Hmm. It sounded, it sounded crazy. Um, now I've been a local pastor. I've been uh, evangelist and I, we've, my family and I, we've lived in Southeast Asia. And, you know, I, I can tell you, regardless of what kind of ministry you have or you think you have, it's hard to stick with something that God has given you, something simple like that, something so big, it does not yeah. fit in anyone's box. And neither would Reinhard Bonnke. With that word of God and his spirit, Africa shall be saved. And he had this vision of a blood-washed Africa, hmm. and he went for it. He went for it. So he had the love and the power of God uh, in his heart, and this word of word from the Lord he carried and repeated unceasingly yeah that's that's remarkable i mean that's how many years of his life i mean obviously up until the end but how many years in total was that that he was preaching the gospel pretty much nonstop? i don't know if i could calculate that on the spot <laughs> um gosh. a long time yeah, a long time. Yeah. I, I don't. That's all I'll, right. I'll pass. I'll pass on the number right now. <laughs> That's all right. Not a problem. Yes. It's it's something that basically is is very inspirational to know that somebody that had that word from the Lord that Africa shall be saved, with the seeing that vision, seeing that dream of 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 Jesus's blood covering the the continent of Africa, to just stick with that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that there was there was difficult times throughout that that. His, his, the tenure of his ministry, but he stuck with it. And he's somebody that I have absolutely no doubt that when he entered into eternity, he was welcomed with a well done, thy good and faithful servant. There is yeah. no doubt in my mind about that. 
And, and you know, John, he he is one that if you'd ask him, you know, what 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 do you think it would be like going into eternity? In fact, I saw this on an interview recently too. It's consistent with who he was. What's going to be like meeting Jesus? He would say, "I already know Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> but but surely to see him face to face is awesome. But could you imagine? And I, I woke up Saturday morning, mm-hmm. as you had mentioned, the start of this uh, our conversation on December seventh. I woke up unusually early, four a.m., just about the same time he passed away. Mm. Um. And uh, just popped up on my Facebook. I don't like to go to Facebook in the morning, but there you go. Yeah, that's the world, our world right now. And I popped up there, and um, I had several hours to process before my family woke up, and I got to break the news to them hmm. and mourn with them a little bit and process with our the ministry family that we we knew through his ministry. Um, but you know, the thought struck me then after a few hours that wait a minute (laughs) this man who won well over well over 70 million people to jesus not only to be welcomed by jesus himself but to have more than probably much more than 70 million heavenly citizens Mm -hmm. mainly from africa also rushing to meet you and to welcome you could you imagine such a thing because you've seen on that that poster you, you 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 mentioned and yeah. I've seen those posters as well and 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 been in those crowds and just the, the sheer joy of that um, must have been awesome yeah yeah so Jason how does Reinhardt's life challenge you as we're as we're moving forward because I I, I want to become a better person uh, a, a closer person with Jesus you know a somebody that's living for the Lord. And I want Jesus to be able to say to me on my last day, whenever I meet him face to face, well done, thy good and faithful servant. What advice did Reinhardt give to you about that, that you can share with us? The man is so, um, as a friend, a mentor, I would say, um, our relationship was was special. Um, it, it was more to me. I mean, I was what thirty one ish when I when we came into connection, and um, through him, although he was in his mid sixties at that time, and I was, you know, we were, we we're decades apart. Uh, he taught me so much personally how to be a friend. Hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, it, it, he, so through that spiritual father, yes, but in so many other ways, he became like a, a second father to me. Um, so we have those personal things, but I, I would say just how it still encourages me is when I hear his messages, when I listen to those things, I get a flood of personal memories. But I think the thing that you would hear in those messages is the same thing that would also push me forward is that God does not sit with sitters. He moves with movers. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit is not lazy. He's ready. He's willing. The harvest is white and ready. Don't be fooled by what you see. You just go with what God has told you to do and get moving with God and for God. Mm. And 
it, it may not look significant. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You're not running their race. You run with God and for God in what he has called you to do. Be faithful in it and God will reward you. That's good advice. I love that. God doesn't sit with the sitters. He moves with the movers. <laughs> yeah. That's amen. We got to keep yeah. moving. And, and, and you have to do it. You know, uh, yeah. evangelist Bonky would often say, uh, God will lift you out of the pit. He will save you from the ditch. He will lift you out of the pit, but he will not lift you out of the easy chair. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a, that's so true. Go, yeah. And, and we really have to, uh, we want, we often want to, and I, and I hear it preached often. I hear it taught often. You know, God bless me. God move here. God, he's waiting for us to move. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to move us in that way. We have to trouble ourselves to get up and do something for God. He doesn't, he's not in charge of that. If we want to move by faith, we move. You have to make that decision. And Evangelist Bonke would wake up every morning and move Hmm. the spirit of the lord is upon me now what are you going to do with that wow that's sometimes so easy to forget that the spirit of the lord is really upon us Um, sometimes we think oh we gotta (laughs) he slipped away while while i was sleeping and i gotta get him back somehow but he's already there (laughs) we gotta do something about that yeah god god has promised he is faithful and we have to appropriate those truths by faith. And when we do that, then you will start to see God moving in your life. Yeah. Um, another thing that you that you talked about whenever we were together was your time with uh, Reinhardt was coming to an end and God was speaking to you something. Um, I was blown away by how God also spoke to him. Could you could you share a bit about that? Just to kind of just really demonstrate more of this man who really hears and obeys from God. Uh, yes, I'm trying to recall what part of the conversation that was. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. So, um, w- w- just to be you were, you were uh, you? God was calling you to Asia. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because my first trip with Evangelist Bonke, now I, I traveled with him uh, in the U.S. and abroad, uh, helped with things at home, his home office, and also internationally. So it was a, an interesting position to be in. But our first uh, trip together, ministry trip together, was a trip to the Far East. And I remember being in China and we were getting back on the airplane and I felt like I did not want to go. Mm. And something about Asia had caught me and I, I didn't understand it really at that time. Um, some, some time later, um, uh, we were flying into, uh, again, Nigeria for one of his great gospel campaigns. And we're about to land, I guess, probably like an hour, probably two hours out from, from Lagos, Nigeria. And the Lord spoke to me to start a similar ministry, to call it the nation's hope and to preach a message of hope and to focus on, on Asia, East Asia. And I thought, this is wonderful, mm-hmm. crazy, but wonderful. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down what the Lord had spoken 
and we landed in Nigeria. Uh, about two weeks went by, like that gospel campaign went by, and then and one morning I came to see him in his hotel room, um, and he looked at me and said, Jason, I, I won't do a bonky impression <laughs> right now, but uh, uh, we, everyone who's worked with him closely can has their own. Yes. Um, it's so wonderful. Um, but he said, Jason, I had a dream about you. I said, really, what was it? I cannot tell you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, thank you. That's <laughs> he did not. He did not tell me. And 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 uh, and then later, years later, I asked him. He says, "Oh, I forgot all about you know what. I, I don't remember what it was." Um, but at the same time, that dream prompted him to uh, help us get launched into Asia, mm-hmm. and we served about twelve years there in Asia, uh, preaching the gospel, doing our, our own crusades as well. And uh, it's been amazing, you know. Um, that man uh, was so not just sensitive to the Holy Spirit, obedient mm-hmm. to the leading of the Lord, which to me is a whole nother level. Um, he got busy with what God wanted him to be busy with. And it has just made such an impression on my own life that um when god speaks we move yeah and that's one of the hallmarks of his ministry his life and um i think the fruit of that really is evident in what we're seeing right now um and videos and testimonies mm-hmm. from around the world i know you made mention of this of this video with uh, george jeffries um, I'm going to try to find that and put a link in the show notes so that people can see that. And uh, just some of the, I, lo- I just encourage everybody to look up videos about uh, Reinhard Bonnke's crusades and anything else that you can do just to learn about this man of incredible faith and obedience to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, Jason, you you wrote on your blog um, that there's there has been no one like Reinhard Bonnke. No one prayed like he did. No one preached Christ like he did. No one called sinners to repentance like he did. No one ministered in the Holy Spirit like he did. No one plundered hell like he did. No one populated heaven like he did. And personally, no one loved me like he did. You felt more like a, he felt more, Jason, you said you felt more like a son than an assistant. And that's, that's remarkable. Just to see the impact that uh, in the two years that you were with him, the impact that Reinhardt made on your life because of his walk with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to think, um, now we're not comparing any person to, to Jesus, but some of the reflection I've had, um, especially, you know, after writing that blog, in fact, one of the reflections I had was, um, you know, we, a lot of times we disciple for such a long time, in our world today, mm-hmm. we think discipleship has to be, you know, 10 years, 15 years before somebody's ready to take something on. But look at Jesus and his ministry. Right. You know, three years with breaks, if you read carefully. It wasn't a full on three years. And, you know, and his disciples somehow were equipped enough with the help of the Holy Spirit, the necessary help of the Holy Spirit to continue that ministry. And, Although my time with Evangelist Bonke and he and I spoke afterwards, we wish he had more time just being together. Yeah. Um, but, but we follow the same Holy Spirit. 
You know, it doesn't take much to get started. Mm-hmm. And it's just some of those things that the Lord has to anchor in our hearts. We need to rely on him. And that's where our real training has to happen. Absolutely. Jason, I would, I would uh, hate to miss an opportunity to have you share the gospel with people that are listening. Uh, would you, would you please do the honors of explaining who Jesus is, introducing people to Jesus, just like you uh, have been doing for mm-hmm. so many, many years? Yeah, sure. Well, the love of God is, 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 is God himself. And there is nothing to fear. Uh, and we've been talking about evangelist Reinhard Bonnke and I, one of the hallmarks of his ministry is that he treated the gospel as a celebration, a celebration of life. And that is an open invitation for that celebration. I know that many of us have heard uh, that we're all sinners. We are. That is a fact. There are things in our life and in this world that are not working the way they ought to. That is the result of sin. There is hope. There is joy. There is something better. And it is only found in God through Jesus Christ. So when you come to him, you say yes to Jesus. And I know that is that is hard for many of us, especially when we know where we've fallen short, especially when we know that there's resistance in us. We don't want to change I'm telling you, there is something better. There's nothing like Jesus. Say yes to him and the door will open into your life. His life will come into your life. He, you might not want what God wants, but he has a new heart for you when you say yes to Jesus. So, Lord, uh, I, I thank you for our friends that are listening. And if you're listening right now, you're ready to come to him. You're ready to welcome him into your life right now. I want you to pray with us right now. Just listen to me. Repeat after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I have heard you knocking on the door of my heart. And I open for you to come in. Save me now, Jesus. I don't want to be the same. Today. I am a child of God, and I will follow you all the days of my life. Hallelujah and amen. 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 And um, I want to make sure that, you know, if uh, you prayed with Jason, you can always reach out to to me, and I'll, I'll provide Jason's contact uh, for his for his uh, organization, the, the Nation's Hope uh, in the show notes, but uh, John along the way at gmail.com if you ever want to connect with me and talk more about that, and uh, I can connect you with Jason if you'd like that as well. Um, but Jason, thank you so very much for being willing to share about some of your time with Evangelist Bonkey, and I know it's a uh, I can see you tearing up uh, periodically as we've been having this conversation. And um, I I know that that man of God has made such a difference in your life and so many people's lives. But thank you for carrying on the mantle that he is, the mantle that he has shared with you as you've continued to evangelize and to share the gospel and really the love of Jesus as you talked about 
with uh, Evangelist Bonke's just love for the African people. You know, wherever God has called you to be, love the, those people that God has called you to be amongst. You know, you are, we are not better than the people that God has called us to. We are exactly in the same boat. We have no, uh, <clears throat> we, the only thing that we have to offer them is Jesus. There's nothing that we can do on our own. And uh, if we just continue to show the love of Jesus to our fellow man, whether it be around the world or just your neighbor next door or even your family members that don't know him, just continue to show the love of Jesus and uh, you'll experience life in a new, in a brand new way. And at the end of your life, at the end of your days, then I know that the Lord will say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Jason Butler, thank you so much for allowing me to join you along your way. Thank you, John. Bless you. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. And you can subscribe to Along the Way on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey. And may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along the way your way.